uh, we've mentioned a number of times that the main reason why uh, people do bedikas rare, why they check lungs in animals, um, is in order to look for circus. Um, today we're going to talk about some other things that might be looked for uh, during bedikah. Uh, we spoke a few times already about checking for sirchas, and one time about speaking for different uh, trefas and poultry, and now some of the other things that are not so typical, a little more unusual, uh, that might be checked for. So, the first thing is that when um, the boidik uh, checks the lungs, particularly this is you're talking here the boidik chutz, the person who's checking the lungs that you can actually see them when they're out of the animal, um, that person checks for, aside that he's checking for the circus, which is the, so to speak, main thing why he's looking for, so kinds of other things he looks for, like, for example, um, if lungs are discolored, um, Shohan all these little different ideas of what colors it should be, can and can't be, that would be mutter aser. Um, <clears throat> we've spoken about it once before, and about how you have to see that in its full, blown-out state, rather than um, when it's not blown up, um, there's something called a bua, like a bubble or a blister that's on the lungs. Um, all kinds of other things, if it's missing an una, if it has an extra una, the, an una that's too small, unas are on the wrong side, unas that are dried out, all, the, all different types of different um, things that go wrong with the lung, that um, as the boy is looking, doing his check for um, sirchas, he's also keeping his eye open to see some other unusual things like that, which might make the animal tray for, depending, of course, on the details of that opening point. That's as far as the lungs. Now, we've also mentioned, we talked about um, di- the digestive tract. We've talked already in the past about ways that the apoidic might check the, the, that, those parts of the animal. Um, one was, we spoke about, um, you might check the keras, that's the, the first stomach of, of a cow. Um, in certain countries, we spoke about in Uruguay, that there's a particular problem that, um, that uh, a surgery there that they may need to check them. We spoke about also that in dairy cows, um, in the fourth stomach, in the cava, there may be a potential issue having to do with the surgery that they do for those for those cows. Um, and we talked about for, for poultry that their intestines might be checked for something called the necos, the reticulum that we spoke about last time, but that might also be checked. So those are some of the things we've spoken about in the past, and they're each very specific excuse me, to a situation where it may come up. In addition, um, the fact that uh, the digestive check, tract could be full of basically anything that the animal eats, um, uh, out in the fields, and if, a, if an animal were to swallow a piece of wood, uh, you know, a splinter or a nail or something like that, then um, that potentially can make a hole uh, in its stomach, in the zephic or kokovan. Zephic is the crop for a bird. Um, a crop is, is sort of like a pouch where food sits, um, sort of like a, a storage pouch before it has to be digested, just sitting there, and that. You know, sometime later the animal chews to digest it, and, and the corkovan is the gizzard, which is, functions sort of like the stomach that we have, uh, which is it crushes up the food, and then it, it together with another organ, does the digestion. Um, so if those will have, would have a hole in them, then the animal would be a trefa, and therefore, um, and therefore the, um, in certain ones of those, the animal, sorry, in certain ones of those, the animal would be a trefa, and therefore, um, some, a, a politic will keep his eyes open, um, Sometimes I'll through visually and sometimes by touching to see if there's something strange about those. Is there something on there? Like for example, if you if if he hold if he touches if he squeezes the zephyr or the corkovan and feel and he feels something hard inside of it, then it'll open up to see is there a nail inside there uh, to see what's going on. If maybe the animals are chafing. Um and the same is in, in animals' um, stomachs, um, particularly the hamsters and basic places. The the body keeps an eye and then keeps a look at it to make sure things are the way they're supposed to be. Now, related to that is that the Mechaber says 
we have mentioned in the past that if the if there's a sircha any place other than the lungs, then that's not a concern. The only place where there's technically there's a problem of a concern is if the sircha of a sircha is when it's on the lungs. And to that, Ramah says you should know. But he has a specific case where there's a sircha going from <coughs> the tarpish to the basic case. There's a specific case where he says you know if that happens, you should be worried about why it happened, and you should poke around and look at the stomach. In that case, it's the stomach, it's the basic crisis, and look around, maybe there's something in there that's causing the sircha, and it's, so it's not the sircha per se that makes it a trefa, but what's, um, what's the cause of the sircha that might be, for example, if, it's, if it has something in there that it swallowed, that would be, uh, that potentially could have made it into a, into a trefa. And the Nebuchadnezzar says, he says, you know, the say any time, not just in that specific case, Ramah says, any time you find a sikha on some of the internal organ, um, you should wonder what's going on, and you should, you should be extra careful and, and poke around and look to see what's going on there. So, for example, I mentioned um, when the animals, um, the intestines are taken, we mentioned in the past, the animals' intestines are taken out of the animal, taken out before the body, um, before the body gets the look at the lungs, and then uh, the body pin gets looked at the lungs. So that body <coughs> also is supposed to keep an eye on the stomachs that are being pulled out. If he's not technically checking them. He's not, usually he's not actually checking them physically, but he's keeping some kind of an eye. And then someone's actually physically checking them to see if <coughs> there's something wrong with them. And like he says, if something looks wrong, then he'll probe further to see if the animal was potentially shaken because of that. Okay. Now we move from the from these two parts, the lungs and the digestive tract that we already knew had some kind of issues for chafers to something else. The Machabas is like this. That if an animal has a hole, a, a worm, in the chrome hamayach, the meningeal um, lining, the, the lining of the brain, then the animal is considered chafer. Um, and it sounds like when he, when he talks about a terlas, the chrome hamayach, a worm that's in, in that part, in, in the chrome around the, the, the membrane, around membrane around the brain, uh, it appears he's talking about um, a meningeal meningeal worm, um, which is a kind of uh, worm that uh, infects uh, different cattle. It's quite large, um, relatively quite large, um, and uh, it's very uncommon. And therefore, since it's uncommon, most people will never check for it. They don't look for it. Now, there are some chassidim who have a, a minute that they always check. They, every, every animal they check and see if it has that. For whatever reason, they have that such a minute, but most people don't bother checking for it. Um, so within within understanding this, the, the the concern is if there's a hole in the chromomach, in the in the lining of the brain, but just the the mere presence of the worm itself, the precholder says that does not make the animal into a chafer. If we know that there was no hole, the, the the worm is just on top of the brain rather than and didn't puncture the chromomach, then the animal is not a chafer. Okay, now. It, it so happened, as I mentioned, almost most people don't ever bother checking for this. So what happened was that um, for Rosh Hashanah, the people want to eat a, a rosh, uh, the head of a, of a lamb. It's one of the simon for the for the first night of Rosh Hashanah. So that means is so the shechita who was shechting lambs was saving the head. Usually the head gets sent for non-kosher. The, the, the brain part of the head, as they might take the cheeks or the tongue, but the other parts of the head are discarded or sent for non-kosher. But at this time of the year, they were saving the heads in order to make them available for people who wanted to have um, that for a sin for Rosh Hashanah. So, um, what that meant is, of course, is that until they knew that the animals had been checked for chafers, the lungs had been checked for chafers, they, they didn't designate this as a kosher head. Once they knew that this um, animal had been checked, and it was approved, so now animal, you know, these bunch of animals were approved, they took the heads from those animals, they had tracked them and told them, they took the heads of those animals and put them in some kind of a container, or wherever they put them, say, these animals are, the, these heads are the kosher ones, and they're going to treat them as kosher. 
Now, in order to do melicha on that part of the head, you need to break open the skull. That's part, one of the dinim of, of melicha for that part is you have to um, cut open the head, and which of course they did. And when they did that, they found out that one of the heads that they had over there had in it this men, meningeal worm. The worm was right in there. Um, so that meant is that this anim- this head was the animal from, was from a chafer. So of course that head was not going to be used because the animal was a chafer. But the, the the more serious shadow that they had was that at this point the heads weren't tagged anymore, and there, and there was no way to know which carcass belonged to this head. So this head was a trafer, and they knew this one was a trafer, and that they could throw the head out. But that meant is that in the freezer, in the cooler, in, in the refrigerator, there, there were maybe another, there were 50 sheep or 100 sheep, or however many sheep there were that, were that were marked as kosher, but they knew very well that one of those was a trafer. Um, so that's a shayla, not a hilchus trafer shayla, that's a hilchus harulish question. Um, we're not going to deal with that right now. Mirch Hashem, one day we'll and we'll talk about it then. Um, it's a very interesting and, and uh, involved Hilchas Tarulis question. Um, but it came out from this Hilchas Trefus question. Uh, uh, Trefus, which it, it, it's not so common that you have such a little bit. We knew there, was a, there were 50 animals, 50 carcasses in there. One of them is a Trefus. There's no way to tell one from the other. Um, that was a child that came up. Um, that's a separate child that had to be dealt with. Okay, one more thing to speak about is um, something called a Polish chicken. Um, and that, the, the question came to us, just came, we heard about the question was, because uh, a, a sheikh from the CRC, who lives locally, Rabbi Shok Goldstein, um, um, had a, came across, came, was given one of these birds, um, and it's called a crested chicken. A crested chicken means it has this crown, there's like feathers growing out of the top of its head. Um, and there's different kinds of crested, crested chickens, um, but a lot of them go by the name, or, or some of them go by the name of Polish chicken, and that's because, um, Polish nobles used to save them as pets. And the reason why they were the ones who saved it is because these chickens don't lay many eggs. Um, they eat a lot. They grow slowly. Um, they need to be very well protected because the other chickens, I guess, beat up on them. So um, the only people who would have them are the people who want them because they, for their beauty, they think they're really beautiful. Um, they're not, so to speak, practical. Um, so the, the, the Polish noblemen would keep them, and so they came to be called as well, Polish chicken. Okay, um, so <clears throat> what is it? These chickens have what's called a cerebral hernia. Okay, before I go on, I'm going to just say that Rabbi Shogolzin wasn't familiar with this, so he spoke to Chaim Loiki from the OU, who's a world expert on birds and kashas, um, and he spoke to him. And a lot of what I'm going to tell you is coming from Chaim Loiki, um, who said, and he said the following, he said these birds have a cerebral hernia, which means to say is that there's some kind of a issue with they have a deficiency in their genes, causes um, a certain part of the brain, the cerebral part of their hemisphere of their brain to grow um, abnormally, and parts of their head are, the front part of the head is oversized, and that leads to um, uh, uh, perforation at times, a perforation of, of the cranium, and these feathers that grow out, these feathers are called, these birds are called shepelach or shpreplach and chuvas. Um, we're not the first people to see this, there's a chuvas about these things, uh, but whether, and the question is, does did the way that these feathers grow in this unusual way cause a hole in the krum um, In the same question, did they, did they cause a hole uh, that would make the bird into a chafer? In the case of Rochem uh, he says in his book, he's raised many of these birds, and none of them have, it, have it, had, had a problem that they would actually chafer. He actually, you know, he opened them up afterwards, and none of them did he see had a chafer, as it was so close to his one that he had in front of him. Um, but it seems that such a hole could exist. Um, 
And that gives you, it brings um, a number of different, a lot of places who spoke about this, you know, because I guess it was a child that came up. Um, and a, bunch of, a number of different questions about it. Um, one of the broader questions is, what happens if we have this bird and it lives for 12 months? Um, there is a rule that when you have a suffolk of an animal as a chafer, then if it's a suffolk of its chafer and it lives for 12 months, that's a right of the animal's kosher, so does that apply over here? Uh, another part of the question was, maybe uh, if this is natural, this is the way the bird grows, if tiny rubusayu, maybe that should make it not to chafer. So a few names. And say for Chagur Shmuel said that you should be machmir. Um, and the Tzemach Tzemel said that it's an rubusayu, so you could be mekel. Um, the place here, the Gilead Marsha, said there was mutter, but they said maybe you should avoid, you should try to stay away from them. And others, you know, somebody else said that it, it, people have been eating them in, in Yerushalayim, that's people eating all the time, um, and other people will make a bunch of different names that I get you rings who talk about it. Um, and that, that's the, that was a whole question, a Trafus question, a related question that's not a Trafus question was, should you say that the fact that this bird has this unusual plume of feathers growing out of its head, this crested, um, the way the bird is crested, should maybe need a different server because maybe, excuse me, there's something, this is a different bird. So in that, in that sense, um, the tour sure said that that doesn't make a difference. Um, having very long feathers is not, is not, doesn't mean anything. And, and related was, if I'm looking, you once brought a bird, a similar bird, it wasn't a, that wasn't a chicken, it was a uh, duck, uh, with a little bit of a crest on it, and Belsky was completely didn't think that was anything different. He did not think you need a special reserve um, just because of that.